five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready Set, and with apologies to Aberful, using this word in 2022, home <laughs> podcast, a premier podcast to do with Vancouver Titans and the Toronto Defiant. I am Chris at Lightforce, joined virtually by Omni at Omnistrafe and Jordan at Sir Dr. JM. Welcome, gentlemen. How's it going? I hear hey. like from your voice, it's not too great. Inflicted no. with a malady, are you? I am also. I mean, I, I missed last well last week. Two weeks. Why did ago, you say that like ago. an Elden Ring character? <laughs> I don't know. It kind of came out on its own. I'm actually not playing <laughs> Elden Ring. <laughs> so I was I was going to say yeah, I missed two weeks ago because of uh, well, I had diverticulitis, which was what shut me down. And actually, I don't know. Did we have the show when that happened? I don't think we did. Yeah, we just skipped it. I there think... was nothing to talk about, anyways. Yes. Yeah. But uh, it wasn't fun. And now that I thought I got over that, I have a cold. Like I uh, was describing myself as now both figuratively <laughs> and literally a mouth breather. <laughs> yeah. So if there's like a lot of, oh, oh, that, that's, uh, that's Oof. Chris. <laughs> Everyone's going to yeah, love I would that. Never, I would never yeah, remove that in hard. post. Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I, I, I missed a heck of a show with you two. I mean, who needs me here? I should just have you guys do it and I'll do social media and we'll call it a, a podcast, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, no, no, we, we definitely need you here. Well, as long as you're going to keep paying us, we need you here. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's, yeah. I will, I will continue to sign those checks by the way. They're in the mail. <laughs> good. Okay. Good. Um, I do want to, to give a shout out to uh, Tactical Crouch, though. I mean, a couple weeks back, they were showing the podcast some love and also <laughs> some sass. Um, if you had missed that episode, um, they were actually talking about how, you know, Adam joined us and, you know, was providing phenomenal content. However, uh, they did uh, have, uh, at least Avril took issue with the uh, name of our show. Uh, apparently using pwn in the year 2022 is is frowned upon but hey i'm an old man so frankly you're lucky i'm not calling this like the gnarly sick ready set pwn podcast right so when was the podcast founded well so it would have been december of i think 2018 um but i actually i mean the history here is i had purchased this domain years before just waiting for an opportunity to use it. <laughs> well, I was, I was going to, I was, I had this idea that I would have just sort of a general gaming podcast, oh, but I, okay. I, I didn't have the time and no one that I sort of had sort of in my social circle was interested in, in sort of gaming. Like I was, and I didn't want it to be a solo show. And so it just sort of got shelled. Then Vancouver Titans roll around and I'm like, wow, this is a, you know, a, a franchise about a game. I really enjoy and I ran with it and I'm like, why go and, you know, stress about what we'll call ourselves. I will call myself RSP. And then, you know, I got connected with Omni, Sam joined soon after, and then the three of us ran with it. And as I sort of said in the uh, YouTube comments over there on the tactical crouch, uh, the rebrand is expensive for an indie podcaster. So we'll be ready, set, pwn until forevermore. I, I did not see that, but I do have to question. Is there uh, something wrong with a one man podcast? 
No, not at all. It's just you are a much more talented uh, person oh. than I am. Oh, no. oh, stop. Oh, stop. But uh, but no, they uh, they gave us a shout out. They gave us some love. And this is actually, this is something they've done a few times. So um, obviously we always appreciate when uh, when we're noticed. Um, the, uh, the other thing though, and I just want to correct them because I know, you know, they, they listen to us. Um, we are a Vancouver Titans and Toronto defiant fan run podcast. Um, I guess we have a strong reputation in the Vancouver Titans circle. Um, and they were confused why, you know, Adam would join us. It's because we cover both teams. Yeah. It must've been the logo that confused them. Yeah, I knew it somehow was going to bounce back on at me, but <laughs> a logo rebranding is even more expensive than name rebranding. I'm not sure if uh, Chris here can afford it. No, I can barely afford to pay you guys. And again, yeah. the checks are in. The- Have you seen like the the video reveal of the logo? It has like MCU oh, level uh, graphics there. I mean, I we we broke the bank for that. Yeah, I mean, Omni had to take a week off of work. <laughs> Just to, to put his time and effort into this thing. Like, yeah. I had to know. buy like a Bitcoin mining rig just to render those frames. <laughs> oh, man. Anywho, uh, we are going to talk about uh, the Overwatch League, the Titans, and the Defiant in a quick moment. Uh, there isn't a whole lot of news about the teams. I mean, we're sort of, again, in this weird spot where we know the season is approaching, but we don't know much about the season quite Yet it's sort of still slowly trickling out. So we'll get into what the last uh, update included that uh, went out uh, the Friday after the two of you recorded. A um, little bit about what we know about Overwatch 2, and I don't know. We always seem to make a one-hour show out of nothing. So uh, <laughs> let's start pushing the payload. Moving the payload! Join me! So the big news um, right now is that the Toronto Defiant, today we're recording here on Tuesday. We go live on Wednesday, so today being Tuesday. Uh, let it be known that most of their team is on their way to Toronto. Um, we, we've talked about how uh, the Vancouver Titans had their team in, in Vancouver. I think Aztec was the last player to to arrive, if sort of keeping track of the airport pictures is uh, <laughs> um, up to date. But we knew that Defiant weren't quite here yet because they were sort of, they were scrimming in Korea, doing sort of a preseason training camp, boot camp, whatever you want to call it. Well, the Defiant have now come out and said, hey, uh, most are going to start their journeys. Um, the belief is that they'll have the bulk of their team in Canada, in Toronto, by April, which is next week. It's not that long away. Uh, but there is going to be a period of time before although can join them. And they didn't get into the, the actual specifics, but if I were to sort of look at this, I would imagine that there are some form of visa issues at play that are preventing although coming uh, from Korea to, to Canada. And we've seen this happen to, to other teams, uh, both directions, obviously. And uh, I'm not entirely sure what this will mean for the Defiant because it wasn't made clear if he'll play on Ping from Korea or if he won't play and he won't play until he comes to Toronto. So, I mean, very big news considering we're only really a you know a month away now yeah it's interesting that it also gave like uh june as as like a a date of of this issue whatever it is you know a resolution date Mm -hmm. 
it's unfortunate if if he doesn't get to play, but you know it is what it is. Luckily, they have another player there uh, assisting Hisu finale, I think, and mm-hmm. hopefully mm-hmm. pops off. It's not like they're losing, you know, a, a position that there is no substitute. But now, yeah. <laughs> now maybe they'll they'll uh, uh, be a bit more uh, worried about you know about such a situation because if, for example. It was Twilight not being able to join the team and not being able to play that. Then, then there'd be even a bigger issue. Yeah. Well, and something I found interesting. I mean, maybe not interesting, but uh, it was really kind of nice to see this message because mm. it's a level of transparency I think we don't see with a lot of teams. And maybe they're. I mean, I would be inclined to say maybe they're not having these issues, but we know teams have had these issues before. So it was really surprising to see them not only saying like, look, this is going to be a problem, but they didn't wait until, you know, a week out from league start to say, look, guys, sorry, uh, you're not going to see someone playing. They, they're they getting ahead of this by, you know, a good chunk of time before the season starts and before um, the actual start of the league. And it's also interesting because I saw, I think just the other day, and I mean, I guess uh, Instagram isn't necessarily an indication of where someone is but Twilight was just posting pictures from Korea, like literally this past weekend. And Mm -hmm. it, it struck me as interesting because there was a big discussion around our teams getting enough time to practice enough time with overwatch Two, being that they just got access, you know, a couple weeks back. Um, And it kind of says to me, our team's even worried about that really. Um, So that's another, well, but I mean, the thing about the defiant though is, they have been together in Korea, right? True. I mean, so I would presume they have their copies of the game installed on their personal computers or, or if they defined it, main arrangements to have sort of a central location. Um, they've likely been playing on the new engine, um, but specifically on twilight. Um, I don't, a little off the rails, but I don't know if you, you saw it. The Toronto defiant uh, published, have been publishing sort of some social media posts about, having players rank their, you know, top fives. I have seen that. And so Twilight was asked, who are his top five supports uh, in the league? And so, um, you know, I found it interesting. Slime wasn't on the list, um, which uh, (laughs) was interesting, but Ruji Hong was. Um, But of the five that Twilight listed, one of them is Twilight. Yep. I I appreciate that. Based. I mean, you want to talk... I don't know the, the attitude some of these guys have and, and somewhat rightfully so Um, we'll talk a little bit about super in the coming days, but I think there's been clips going around of him talking about, um, you know, if you don't think you're the best, then uh, you won't be. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I, you got swagger. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like uh, in every sport, almost like, even if you're the bench guy, you're still in the like top, percentile of a percentile in your craft and 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 and, in a competitive craft at that and you wouldn't have made it this far unless you were always you know fully in on the idea that you are the best or or on the way to uh, being the best now you know what i just pulled up the tweet actually the toronto defiant posted this with the image where twilight says you know twilight is his favorite they actually replied to their own post and said just a reminder these are not a ranking. It's an all-time favorite player yeah. list. So it's his favorite. Okay. But, 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 but he's still. Not, not saying he's the best, but 
it's his favorite. So yeah, and plus to add to my my comment, right? It's 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 Twilight. Come on, guy was. Oh like, no, I'm not he's right. That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, is <laughs> it's not like it's some uh, someone will be like, no way, he's not that good. It's, it's true. He is. I hear he's okay. <laughs> he's pretty good. His, his Anna is maybe better than mine. Zen maybe as well. Rest of them, who knows? I mean, Twilight is a journeyman Overwatch player who's bounced around a number of <laughs> yeah, teams exactly. over the past few seasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, Why is but, he not uh, on the Titans anymore? He's probably not good enough. That's uh, That has to yeah, be it. That has, has to be it. it. It's got to be it. Um, the other uh, thing that that announcement did not share, but then uh, Adam actually shared in, in a tweet, is that uh, their new team manager – uh, is also uh, been waylaid, and that's Stella who uh, is, uh, you know, joining them. Um, not critical, I think, to you know the actual play, <laughs> but uh, it's just the reality of doing business in a in a global environment, and you know, hopefully that uh, all gets sorted out soon. Uh, sticking with the Defiant, though, um, as we all know, they have a, a Korean roster, and they've actually uh, posted a one year contract. For a Korean translator uh, slash team coordinator, uh, which I, I actually found a little interesting because I don't recall if the Defiant have ever had someone in this role. And they have had an all Korean roster you know, yeah. previously. Um, well, one might argue they had an all Korean roster last year based on some of the, mm-hmm. the comments that uh, came from uh, from Logics. But the interesting part is that. Um, they are bringing one in now. It's the slash team coordinator part uh, that I found unique. And it, teams have them. It's just it's the double duty job, and it's it. I, I found it ahead. interesting as well on the on the fact that they have or or they will have um, uh, Stella, who you were just talking about as well. Um, hmm. So it's it's. It's interesting on a number of fronts because hiring a Korean translator slash team coordinator, to me, team coordinator responsibilities might have fallen under Stella's role, but they're actually separating that out a little bit from the team manager, which, I mean, organizationally, it's it's a bit of an interesting move in my mind. It seems like a similar role, but it also says to me they must have some some clear lines in their mind about what they want each person doing. Um, and what they want, what role they want that person to fulfill, which I'll be honest, I like to see that kind of thing because I'm big on people knowing their roles and responsibilities within an organization. So the one thing I was going to say about the one-year contract is that in my mind makes sense because we have to also consider that Toronto defiant currently have someone like KDG who's on the last year of his, his contract. I would imagine some of the players they brought in may have been on one year deals and it is a, a show me season, mm-hmm. right? It's the, the proof that this is where the plan's going. We're going to see that, that competitive improvement. And I mean, Adam in the, in the time that he enjoined us had essentially outlined it as such. There are some high expectations going into this season, considering how they have performed to this point. Yeah. Um, before we uh, dive into the fray, uh, Vancouver Titans haven't, been up to a whole lot outside of teams in town uh, we know they've been obviously practicing scrimming what have you uh, but they did host a, a titans discord cup v2 event um, 
from what I can tell, uh, it was relatively well received. Um, I didn't get an opportunity to watch any of the the event that they did stream, uh, but uh, congratulations do go to Chill Guys, the team that uh, that came out on top, gets themselves a uh, a pretty sizable uh, purse. I don't know how many Canadians they had on that team, but what was made very clear is if you weren't a Canadian, you were not getting the cash. So every team needed at least one. Mm. So if they only had one Canadian on that team, that guy is getting. How, how do you prove that? Cash. Are you like showing up with your like social insurance number or. Uh, I, well, I don't know, your... but I mean this we've, we've, I think talked about sort of the, the laws around uh, contesting and prizing and what have you um, in Canada to win a prize, there needs to be skill involved and the legislation sort of varies from province to province. Um, the one province is a little bit more askew is in Quebec, uh, which is why often you'll see uh, all of Canada except for Quebec. Mm-hmm. Um, when you start to go beyond your own border, you have to then work within the confines of legislation in those different areas. It's so like the United States. In their own country, there's a lot of contests that exclude states because of state law. Um, so the reason is probably to the easiest way to make it happen without having to pay a lot of money themselves. As far as the proof, it is such that they can't simply trust. Like the person who won will have also have probably been presented with a mathematical formula to uh, address the skill testing question. Actually, I don't know. I think because this is an actual tournament, that's the skill test, Mm. but um that's the other part of, for Canadians and non-Canadians. The reason in Canada, when you win a contest, like you enter a draw and you have to enter the skill testing question, it's because that means it's not a lottery. You won because of a test of skill. That's interesting mm-hmm. because I had to do that for roll up the rim. And I'd never, oh, yeah. I'd never seen that before until it was on the app. This most recent uh, run that's take, going right now. It takes some skill it to made do me that do without... It. It takes some skill to do it properly without, you know, spilling coffee all over. So maybe that's how they got around it before was <laughs> you, your skill was rolling the thing, but now it's just an app. <laughs> so they were like, we better cover our butts here. Maybe yeah. that's it. Yeah. But anyhow, I mean, it's, uh, it's good that the Vancouver Titans are obviously um, doing these types of activities within the context of the community. I'm genuinely curious how many of those who had actually got involved were from Titans discord yeah, um, or were from, beyond that and of those who were involved how many of them will continue to follow the titans and will engage mm-hmm. um i still feel that the vancouver titans have yet to figure out how to embrace their community reward their community and grow their community um in that organic sense mm-hmm. it, it's still something that i feel that they're experimenting with and, and maybe this was it i just haven't seen the proof in in pudding so to speak uh, mm-hmm. the only thing that i can contribute based on what I've seen in the, in uh, conversation in Titans cord is many of the participants who joined were also more than willing to meme the heck out of channels and cause headaches for mods. <laughs> and then when they were told not to use the excuse, well, when you have a contest like this or an event like that, you have to expect people to come in and do whatever they want. <laughs> Interesting take. Yeah. I am um, just for argument's sake. I, I just pulled up the uh, Titans Discord and the Toronto Defiant Discord uh, and just did a quick check on the uh, 
you know, how you can view users and everything like that. Mm. Um, and not including mods and the, you know, they have weird special tiers and things like that. Just looking at the default online category sort of thing. Um, Titans have, uh, you know, 600 and change and the defiant have 1300 and change. So mm. just cause you are talking about communities and who's involved. So, yeah. And I mean, and that's actually a good indicator. Cause I mean, there are going to be a number of people who as well, who are offline. And so that's not going to, yeah. And that's just yet. online. So, but like the always online people, like I'm, I'm always online cause any one of my devices at some point exactly. is active. Yeah. Me too. Um, you know, yeah, Toronto Defiant have double the numbers. Yep, yep. Quite literally, it, the math almost works out exactly that. So, yeah. But again, both are growing. Uh, just one seems to have uh, figured it out a little bit quicker than the other. Anywho, speaking of figuring things out, I think it's time for us to uh, dive into the fray. You know, every every show in the show notes, I put in the rosters are kind of set. And I sort of have the wiggle word kind of. I have to say, the quote-unquote unofficial news that uh, broke uh, in the last two days. And I say unofficial because it, they, it still blows my mind that this stuff doesn't get posted on the Overwatch League offseason transaction tracker in a timely fashion. But Super of the San Francisco Shock announced his retirement. I'm not shocked. You're not super shocked. Not super shocked. (laughs) Yeah. Pardon the extra pun. Thanks for that, uh, Jordan. (laughs) I am surprised if that makes sense. Like super has talked about how, you know, he's reaching a point in his career where he wasn't, you know, maybe as passionate as he once was, but I would have to argue he is still, you know, a top tier player in, in his role. Now his role's a little bit more, you know, defined, but for that retirement to happen now, so late in the off season, so close to a new season is where the surprise exists. Yeah. I mean, the the one thing I kind of wonder is that have, you know, within scrims or in the context of sort of the team, you know, environment, did he maybe see his role adjust to where he would, you know, be more of the, bench player because you know there's one less tank in play yeah um so i I am not suggesting that's the case but you know what i mean like you know some of the the greatest players when we think about traditional sports when it becomes apparent to them that they're now more of the utility player they'll often say no i i want to leave on my terms the top of my game as opposed to becoming that journeyman player who is you know the utility player that's in the league forever um yeah before before I comment on that because I watched the stream of 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 his announcement uh right after like in the evening he talked a little bit about his reasoning. Um 
it's it's surprising. It was surprising to me because I thought he he's going to retire last season after you know mm-hmm. he won the league twice and and a lot of of people were leaving. There was this big exodus, uh, you know, over to Valorant and whatnot. And he's been with the league actually since inception, and he was one of those guys who he, he was underage uh, for for um, most of the first season, so he wasn't even able to play at the start. That's how long he's been part of it. Now he's obviously you know. At the ripe old age of twenty-one, <laughs> he's an elder statesman. Only twenty-one. Yeah, because he started. He's almost as old as Cool Matt. Oh he gosh. was seventeen when when uh, he was signed for the league uh, for most of the season. But it's he was the only uh, uh, tank signed on the shock for for a, a long while, and I don't think it was a problem of him transitioning into a different role because. He did show a lot of sparks of, of being, you know, pretty flexible. He was actually not a main tank before, and he played that little Genji uh, uh, streak. So there was n- never an issue. By his, you know, words, he was always, you know, that guy in the team that used to uh, be a leader and bring people up when things weren't going well. And he felt this year, uh, as they were, you know, scrimming, that he didn't have it in him anymore uh grinding to that you know elite level of of competition was draining him too much and he you know he he felt like he needed to be he couldn't be what he wanted to be for his teammates and for his fans and that's why he chose to leave and it was very hard for him it was an emotional stream and all that so by his words he just you know he he was a little bit burnt out and he didn't want to you know it's either give a hundred percent or or you know, not 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 disappoint, and of course, it's sad to see. Like personally, you know, with, with the big rivalry that they had uh, from uh, season two with the Titans, I wish it were different. But I cannot really criticize his reasoning for leaving. Right? He is also, in my eyes, like really has become the face of the league. It's not an exaggeration. I think he's. Uh, oh no, he is he, the face of the league. Yeah, he is a good competitor. Uh, he clearly a great teammate and he has that character that you want to have uh, uh for a lot of uh you know of of your leagues and hopefully it will be one of those short retirement stints uh but even if not maybe bring him over as like a commentator or something down the road uh yeah it's 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 sad especially now with you know the league kind of getting uh this this boost of hype with Overwatch 2 and and the switch to 5v5 it's it's kind of sad not to see a guy like super there mm. Yeah, I think the only player who's still with his original team now is Carpe uh, from the inaugural season. He's the only one left. Yeah, so interesting. Yeah, I um, I mean, definitely echo everything Omni said. Uh, you know, he's one of one of the the best. Um, you know, and one of the seemingly most well rounded players that we see. Um, who. I mean, from what we hear demonstrates, you know, a level of leadership amongst the team, a level of communication that you don't often see. And like you, uh, you said there, you know, uh, bringing in other players and sort of welcoming new players. And again, just kind of those leadership qualities that not everyone is, is, uh, good at, and not everyone has to be good at that. But, um, those are things that people want to see and as well face of the league for sure. Um, I, to me, I think, there's a few things that kind of came to my mind. And I think one, he was probably in a lot of ways hoping that Overwatch 2 would 
maybe fan the flames a little bit. I'm sure he, you know, like you said, he, he said that he didn't quite have that, you know, a hundred percent left in him. And I, I feel like he did st- He talked about wanting to continue and wanting to be the best still. Maybe it just and needs so a break. Um, maybe. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like he was looking for something to, you know, push him back up to that hundred percent. And he was probably hoping that overwatch two would, you know, like I say, fan those flames and bring them up to that level again. And then, you know, after a little bit of time with it, maybe it didn't. Um, the other thing though, that I also kind of noticed is they had his replacement announced real quick, which makes me wonder how long they've known this for. We know that, you know, um, uh, who left for soul, who left San Francisco to go to soul other tank. Uh, Troy? Uh, was it Troy? Am I crazy? No, I don't have the. I don't have our Omni's uh, just player oh, tracker. You up. Say, yeah, I, I got it here. Smurf. Smurf. Yeah, Smurf. So Troy retired as well. Yes, that's right. Troy retired a while back. Um, but it, it makes me wonder. You know, I don't think Super would have made this decision lightly or suddenly. So. Mm-hmm. I have to wonder if he was talking to Krusty and talking to, um, I forget who the energy guys, Andy, Andy Miller. No, Andy Miller. Yeah. Andy Miller. Sean Miller is the overwatch league guy. Andy Miller is the energy guy. Uh Um, so, uh, I have to wonder, you know, was he talking to the upper management and saying, look guys, this is something I'm considering. And maybe they were the ones saying, just wait, just wait until we get overwatch Two. just wait and see, just try, don't make a decision until exactly until you get your hands on it. See if you like things better. See if that really helps. Um, and then in the background, they're obviously going, okay, we need a backup plan and lining things up. And, and that's just me kind of putting the pieces together of saying, you know, it seemed like they had, uh, his replacement announced very quickly after that. Um, so I don't think it was a rash decision on his part. Um, but yeah, absolutely sad to see him go for sure. Or, or, or hear me out here. Uh, cue the X Files theme. <laughs> Maybe it was just like a long con to get in on the Overwatch. To uh, <laughs> he just wanted a chance early. to get his hands on. Yeah, he just worked his way to the Overwatch mm-hmm. League just for that. You know, four years. Well, considering how rough the the beta setup process was in the beginning, he yeah, smart play if that's the case. The only thing that's a guaranteed guaranteed in was uh being in the league or being uh being a player yeah being sean miller's cousin or uh whatever it was (laughs) being the the face of the league yeah hearing hearing the two of you sort of talk about this i i actually maybe buy into what you were you're selling there jordan is it possible that the end of that last season super goes and says i think i'm i'm done Mm -hmm. if you consider I mean, he is a brand ambassador, not only for the shock for the league, mm-hmm. like he is the face yep. in, in sort of, you know, overwatch in North America, every fan knows who he is. He is good in front of a camera. I think there's an opportunity if they, they can have one to bring him in as a commentator or as a panelist or something like that. Uh, the kid's smart. I mean, heck he's been on, you know, television and handled himself. Well, I was going to say he's a two time Jimmy Fallon gets. Yeah, well, you know, that says something. <laughs> the thing about this, though, is that if you are the shock, yeah, you might go and say, hey, you're right, Jordan. Yeah, why don't you, no need to rush into this. Mm-hmm. There's an opportunity here because I think, you know, for them, you know, this is a, you don't want to sort of see this go because it's much harder to replace someone like him. But then what is plan B and maybe of having the, the legwork done mm-hmm. so that if that does come to be the decision he makes, you know, 
we've already got something to work. It's like, who, I, I actually, I mean, we don't know who the commentators are for the Overwatch League yet. <laughs> Maybe they were holding I mean, their cards <laughs> for that reason. <laughs> I mean, I, but I mean, I'm not suggesting super get this yeah. because you, but you know what I mean? Like maybe there is, there are more cards that will be, you know, From the face of the league to the voice shown. of the league. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to start an official overwatch league podcast after this, put us all to, to rest. Um, uh, there's yeah, the, su- the super show. That's, hey, that's not a bad name for a show. <laughs> the super show. <laughs> um, there's, there's also the, the side bone of- <laughs> <laughs> in 2021 too. <laughs> what year is it? There's there's also the side of it too where um he would be you know like you say he's a smart kid he would be crazy not to realize the opportunity he has to make money outside of the league because his his streaming career even as a part-time streamer right is already huge if he went even in some fashion full-time and by full-time I mean you know, couple hours a day, five or six days a week, even like he has a huge opportunity. And especially if he's talking to someone like XQC, you know, XQC is like whatever the highest earning streamer there is right now. Um, and obviously also has access to the Overwatch. Yeah. Who's back to playing Overwatch on stream. Exactly. I was going to say he has that connection to the Overwatch league. You know, that super and him have crossed paths, um, you know, at some point or another, uh, it just kind of me kind of to me says, it wasn't a decision that super made based on one thing. You know, he wasn't basing it on the salary he was getting um, or anything like that, nor could energy probably make him an offer that would make him stay purely based on that, which, you know, an organization doesn't want, right. You don't want money to be the primary motivator um, because money only goes so far. So I don't know, just more thoughts. I don't know. I'm interpreting your connecting him to XQC as super to luminosity confirmed. (laughs) Wouldn't Vancouver love that? They're they're okay, owned by so, Luminosity, right? Or is it? Who, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I there was a whole actually a little off the rails again. There's a whole conversation in RSP Cord uh, today that kicked off with Sam just dropping yeah. the uh, quarterly results for enthusiastic ga- or enthusiast gaming. Uh, the TLDR, they are burning through cash like it was like 48 million or something like that like a crazy amount that's the net loss now they have huge revenues but their expenses are Mm -hmm. unfortunately larger uh but it showed all of the brands that enthusiast owns um and like titans surge like essentially everything on the esports side but it's not that clear yeah so anyhow i mean who knows who owns what Maybe Luminosity owns the Titans and the Titans own the Surge and the Surge own Seattle Costco or something. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about who the Shock announced as uh, Super's replacement. Uh, he was rumored to have been a possible addition to the Vancouver Titans um, when they went through their reckoning. Um but uh, the rumors proved to not be true. Now, there was some discussion, including on our own show, as to what may have transpired if there was the possibility at the time. But uh, Kaluge is going to be joining the San Francisco Shock. Again, officially unofficial, because it's not on the league tracker, but the Shock have already said he's mm-hmm. joining. And if you don't know who Kaluge is, he has, I think, fairly a checkered past. Checkered, yeah. Um, 
He has been accused of many things. Um, some of these accusations themselves have been baseless. Others have been proved to be untrue. Um, what has been, you know, uh, shared as being more true than not uh, was boosting. Now, honestly, I don't view boosting as harshly as I know many within the scene do. And if you couldn't boost and be in the league, there are many professional Overwatch players over the last two years that should not have been playing. What does sort of give me pause is the toxicity um, that he has, you know, brought to the game that he has played. Um, but by many accounts, he has worked hard to improve upon himself and become a better person as well as being a better player. And I think it would be hypocritical for someone like me to suggest that someone who is invested in bettering themselves shouldn't be given an opportunity upon proving that to show that they have become better. I would also like to think a team like the San Francisco shock doesn't go and add a player without doing their own due diligence. So sure. I mean, it, it, as time will tell, and I mean, there are many in the scene that were, were concerned that he hadn't been getting an opportunity previously. I think San Francisco probably has, I agree with everything you said. Um, you know, second chances are, are good. Um, especially with a lot of these guys who are, you know, a lot younger than most professional environments. Um, I'm sure if we all think back to the, the times when we were in high school, there are things we shouldn't have said or regret saying and things like that. Um, but I also think that San Francisco has, uh, as an organization probably has, um, some pretty good experience with controversial players. So you don't say, yeah, exactly. I think there was a time where they were probably just happy that said that a certain player was no longer with them when controversies broke. So, right. I mean, I, I definitely will add that I, I agree with everything you said. I also think that at least from what I read a little bit on, on the, you know, on the competitive award subreddit, I'm, I, I'm, I am by no means an expert in collusion, what he has done, what he has not. But from what I read, nothing, uh, uh, nothing was an offense that would be like, no, that guy cannot come back. And, and, yeah, like we we've had ample <laughs> like enough uh, like examples of people that no, you know what? Like you saying that you're you have now you know tried to better yourself. No, go go find another occupation, not on the Overwatch League, please. That's not what it stands for. But apparently, for her, what he uh, uh, you know uh, did and what he has been doing since then on contenders and and trying clearly to, you know, better himself and, and prove himself. Uh, I would give him the benefit of the doubt as I am. I am sure that San Francisco shock uh, people who, who signed him on, they know better than I will ever uh, know about these kinds of decisions, especially that he's, I know maybe it, it's not related to the time. Uh, the timing of it is maybe unfortunate a little bit, but you know, super coming out, this guy coming in, um, maybe the public will be reacting to this even more, with more scrutiny. Like, oh, this is the guy you bring in to replace Super, and and might sound weird, but you know, 
No, I mean, I think that that's a, a valid point. Right. I mean, he is like, I would have to consider he is being brought in and he will have to be wearing his best on his best right. behavior all the time. Like there are, there are no opportunities to, to regress or make mistakes, right. especially considering how he's coming to replacing super and that automatic, like they could have brought bumper in <laughs> and there would have been a microscope placed. Yeah. I mean, directly on that position. Players, Bumper has his own issues too, but yeah, players. A lot of players in in the league, like Bumper, or even a guy that they still have on the roster in in um, Violet, have had like some instances mm-hmm. in the past that they were quite toxic in Chad, and and I'm sure that you know they they talk to their players and they try to like put them on the right path because. This is what you you have to do as a leader if if you're crusty or if you're the GM uh, of the team, right? These are still very very young kids who you know who've put in the majority of their day playing a video game online with people people who they never like meet face to face, like you know most of us do, uh, maybe in an office environment or something like that. You know you you need to like kind of adapt, and maybe these guys who were grinding to know and then i don't mean that that's an excuse but maybe it's an opportunity for them to really better themselves and 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 to compete at the highest level while they're at it right you you bring up a good point as well it's important to consider the the i mean obviously for a lot of this audience and for us three white gentlemen on this uh mm-hmm. on this podcast it's important to remember that we view things through a very uh western north american lens um whereas like you alluded to there i I know violet's gotten into some trouble for comments about uh about race or racism and stuff like that too um and i guess it's it's not just not just us english speaking or or english as our native language uh, speakers that this happens with right it's just the ones that we probably see or hear about the most because obviously it's the same language hey, english is my third language i okay fair enough fair enough <laughs> <laughs> no you make a good point you make a good point um but it, it is that sort of regional uh bias that comes into play right for sure the thing i think i'll sort of end off on is that I, as a older generation, Canadian, you know, Caucasian guy, like I understand that, you know, what I, my expectations are, are my expectations. I can't apply those expectations to others, uh, especially within the context of a game like Overwatch. It's an international global game. Like uh, there are a number of things at play. I just know if for a team that I support, my expectation, I think, is a fair one, right? Um, I don't stand for toxicity. I think we've made it very clear on the show. Um, often I get more emotional when this stuff happens. Um, I do not stand for misogyny. I do not stand for, for racism. Like it just has no base and there are no, in my mind, any circumstances that permit that. And I feel that, you know, the punishment that were to occur should be severe. I am a firm believer. You can prove that you deserve a second chance, but, uh, I'm not specifically suggesting this is a problem with clues. I just... I do wish that I think in the context of the league being the best, and this is not just an overwatch thing. This seems to be a problem in sport 
where being the best gives you a pass to do a whole lot more and get away with many more things Mm -hmm. and transgressions than, than we would normally tolerate from others. Anyhow, moving right along. Overwatch 2. You guys played it yet? All day. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I thought. Yeah, all night in my dreams for sure. <laughs> the uh, the teams all have access. Uh, we we know that XQC does, um, <laughs> which, I mean, the funny thing, and so this this conversation in RSP Cord happened today where they're like, someone was saying, Nick, the teams don't yet all have access. No, the teams do. But I think it's important for people to understand the Overwatch League is not some special entity that gets everything when they get it. They are really, while well, it's own quote unquote internal, um, like a content creator. Like when you think about the brand, the brand is producing a game. And if you're in a marketing department, you're probably engaging content creators and other right. people to advance your product and, and generate hype. So having like XQC and I'm sure other content creators getting access to the alpha already makes sense. It also helps broaden the alpha pool and get that feedback. Right. Um, but what we do know is that the beta is to go live on April 26th and a select few based on a variety of different factors, including not being on a console will be invited then. And then slowly or will be invited mm-hmm. for a period of time that is yet to be determined. Um, what will the game include? So you're mm-hmm. um, new mode, new maps, some hero remakes. Um, will it include the, the single player PVE? Probably not. And I mean, if you were part of the conversation in our discord today, I I mean, until we know for certain, I don't think anyone should go with an expectations that we're getting anything more than an updated engine. And then the new mode, new maps. Yeah. And at I, least one new hero. I think that they were really clear with the infographic that they had posted what we can expect from the game. And, and I give them props because you don't want it to like be something that you discover just at the end. So the, they literally stated like which characters we're going to have, you know, uh, uh, getting a rework, uh, which maps we're going to see. So, so it's all good in my eyes. Uh, just be transparent about it. We we are constantly talking about it. And now that the league has become a bit more transparent with what, what they're releasing, I'm, I'm all for it. It's well, officially, league. uh, no, I, I, sorry, the developments I meant, I meant with, uh, Aaron Keller and, and, and the gang yeah. <laughs> that surrounds him. <laughs> So it, it's cool. It's officially less than a month, even though, you know, some people, man, XQC, that's, you don't get to be as big as you are without, without understanding your audience. And I, I give him props for, uh, I guess, leaking that the, the color of the background in Overwatch 2 is, is bright now and not the dark blue. Oh, man, and I'm everybody loses hell. their mind. Like there was literally nothing shown. And the traffic was incredible. All right. No, and but like, but his reaction, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, genuine, yeah. like, I screwed up. I'm going, going to, to jail. jail. <laughs> so, do how much do we really think that was an accident? Do you guys think it was an accident? Do you think it was unintentional? I, no, I, I, I think, I think it was unintentional. Like having seen the clip and his reaction, mm-hmm. you know, like think about it, because like 
lot, like if you think of how Battle.net operates, like you have to sort of, it's a toggle between different sort of modes. Yeah. Like I remember it's a drop down, the overlay and everything. Yeah. And that's the thing though, is that in that drop down, like you're like, what do you do when you fire up the game? I'm off and I right click overwatch. I'm not going yeah. and adjusting. I mean, overwatch is maybe not a good example for someone like me, but like when I played world of Warcraft, if I wanted to do the PTR or not right. and, and what have you, it's a drop down, but I didn't always think to do that. Mm. And I would right click play game. He noticed it right away and he got it off screen. Yeah. And I mean, let's be honest, if he was, if he was literally being thrown in jail over that, I would be yeah. shocked. I understand that the NDA doesn't give you time or mm-hmm. anything, but like that, I the guess new colors have been leaked. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I guess he couldn't. The bigger reveal is that he has access to yeah. it. That, That's that the part it, yeah. that he didn't like, wasn't supposed to share, but he, he, <clears throat> you know, the, the drop down was still on test server is still under the same overwatch category. And when we saw it, obviously he, Closed it as soon as he understood where he's going, and then he's like, "Okay, this is good content. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, act on this a little." And you know, it's it's, it's cool. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Good for he's him. A, good for Overwatch. He's an entertainer. It, it, yeah, that's his job. That's and true. and this is what it is now. Like, if you go to Twitch, Overwatch is not doing great, right? I I, I want to see my Overwatch streams. Sometimes I have to go all the way down, you know, skipping all those games yeah. and. I don't really care much. I don't have the time to get involved with another scene or understand the game to the to the to the level that I understand Overwatch in. And then a guy like XQC, you know, he he'll open Overwatch and bam, he has like almost a hundred thousand viewers more for the category alone. And that's that's a guy, despite what you know people might think about. Well, we already had this conversation about toxicity and whatnot, but you want to have this uh, up person playing your game and who who whose literal you know uh, uh uh username on twitch is xqc ow right and then yep. uh, still has that winston mm-hmm. icon i believe so i'm sure he's excited for it i mean it's oh, still yeah. the game he probably has played the most uh, but i mean it, it's it's fair to say that if xqc has it Omni's not lying when he's saying he's been playing it all day. <laughs> um, I don't want to go to jail, so I, I, I'll refrain from commenting any further. So, um, but uh, <laughs> things that we now know about the the game uh, since last week's episode: um, Doomfist is a tank. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we knew this. We've sort of known Doomfist was getting a rework, and I think it, if I recall, it was just sort of from a casual comment that happened during one of the the overwatch two uh, sort of like showcase yeah, events yeah, yeah. last season. Yeah. Um, the way he's sort of been described is he'll be very similar to Winston and how he sort of jumps into the fray. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then his abilities uh, will be dialed back some like, sure. you know, you can't jump in and delete someone else <laughs> and get away and have the HP of a tank. Um I kind of wonder if he'll, you know how like uh, uh, Wrecking Ball, mm-hmm. he's the he's a flank tank. Like it, it's it it's amazing how people don't realize like Ball can take a beating, but the beating is not to stand in the middle of a fight. Mm-hmm. It's the beating to get away and recover and come back. And I think Doomfist might be in that yeah that sort of. It's realm. kind of a disruptor role. Less yeah. less of a stand. I mean, comparing to old school Overwatch, yeah. less of a you know, stand in front with your shield like an Orisa or a Reinhardt and more of a, you know, get in, disrupt the play, knock some people out of position. Hopefully your team can get picks, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, ironically, I can imagine him being a tank 
more in Overwatch One than in Overwatch Two in a way because like you'd imagine he'd be that off because tank of that exact your, role, right? Your main tank, like like Ball mm-hmm. does now, you have your your big anchor in in a Reinhardt or sometimes let's say a Winston, and your Ball does all the disruption around or the Diva role, right? The Diva just mm-hmm. moves around and, and peels, and and like in a game where you have just one tank, like how does a team operate around a, a Doomfist type? Of well, tank? I, I can definitely imagine him fighting for space and that's essentially what was defined as the big role of a tank not just like hold i hold rectangle right (laughs) that's what they want to avoid right now people will definitely be trying to actively gain space whether it's push you know assault not assault but payload and stuff like that so it's interesting i'm happy i'm playing a lot of dps and i doomfist is not my character and i hate the fact that you just bounce in Obviously, he gets that, you know, you can't just, you know, flashbang him. And, and even right-click is not enough sometimes because he gains all that, you know, additional mm-hmm. shield. And I hate yeah. it, like, the way he just bumps in, it jumps in, kills you, and goes away. And ugh. and, and yeah. besides, we already need, we're hurting for more tank, play, uh, like, characters. And we have too many DPSs. So what can you do? You can just, you know, move one from another. My concern for at the start, hearing about this, is the visual aspect of it. Yeah. Because, you know, he's not that big. But then someone pointed out that he actually is bigger than Zarya. And then I'm like, huh, that's interesting. Is he? Apparently Hopefully he's not uh, too too big because then he won't fit <laughs> through doors like, <laughs> like Winston. <laughs> I thought that was going. <laughs> oh, that's kind of hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the, oh, go ahead. George. I was just going to say one thing that uh, was actually interesting that came up recently. I think it was either the most recent episode or or one previous on Tactical Crouch where I think someone from the audience asked a question around who would be a better tank coming into Overwatch, uh, Overwatch 2, out of Bumper and I don't remember who the other person was. Might have been Ruji Hong. Fisher, maybe? Oh, yeah. Yeah, might have been. Um, but anyways, Avril jumped on it and basically said, oh, bump, I think Bumper would do very well in Overwatch 2 because of the way it seems the tank role is moving, with it being more of a more of a, a a rush in less of a protector and more of a brawler more of a disruptor right yeah. that really suits bumper's play style um from what we used to see of him and anyways it, it tickled the cockles of my heart so i was gonna say i don't think i even in goats i ever saw bumper use a shield no, exactly <laughs> right and bumper right. played in korean contenders also, uh, oh, in Apex as well, like a main support was, and an off tank. So he's versatile. I was going to say he's diva, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's not just you know flexing, like <laughs> clicking on flex to get those uh, uh, you know short shorter cues. He was literally on yeah. the the peak of, of well, he, Overwatch. I, like goats is what made him a main tank. Yeah, if, I guess. Right? So. I mean, he, I he so. hashtag bring I mean, back sort bumper. of that transition because mm. he he essentially took over for kaiser right with right yeah, i mean it's it's interesting because i've mentioned this a couple of times but to me i have such a skewed view of a lot of these players because i didn't start watching the league until yeah. goats right i wasn't a fan until we were um stage kaiser. two where san francisco came back and and won it right so to me bumper has always been main tank um, yeah, you know, big Ryan. Someone, someone like Hacksaw. Like I didn't even know he had a sick Genji until until obviously I did see him on the Genji <laughs> well, and everything. He's like a that, brick main, right? is he not? And, and that was it to me. Somansu was a you know a Zarya player. Like I have such a skewed view of a lot of these players, but uh, 
No, but I think anyway. the last one is actually a good point. I think so. Minsu reached such a level on the Zarya that he yeah. never really had another roles. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, other changes have sort of been leaked. Um, Arissa, we knew Arissa was getting a rework. They have like oh. rewritten her almost. Interesting. Um, the so she continues to keep uh, her her fortify. <laughs> So the, you know, fortify re- damage reduction, but she also in fortify now gets extra HP. So, and she pulls um, the, like people towards her. I think that like, was well, is that, okay. This mobile. Oh, in the, her alt. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think fortify was what brought people to. Oh her. yeah. 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 So the halt, the, the, the actual throw the ball, bring people together. That's gone. Uh, supercharger. That's her current alt. That's gone. Protective barrier. No more. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, she no longer has a bug that flies away and throws a shield. A bug. <laughs> yeah, did you not know this? I, I like, it, you said it's it. a little bug. You said it, and in my mind, I knew exactly what you were talking about. Like, I did know that, mm-hmm. but I don't think that I knew it was an piece. actual, like, bug. What about that? It is. It's, that, it is. When you throw it, there's little wings, oh, and it's flying to... What about the, 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 the big javelin, though? That sounds well, like so, a lot of fun. Yeah, the, the energy spear, which <sighs> knocks opponents back... Mm-hmm on hit and then deals additional damage. So the javelin is essentially it's, you throwing. Doomfist. I was going to say it's a mini doom fist. It's a pointy doom fist. Okay. <laughs> you know yeah, what exactly. would be cool if it like literally skewers, like this energy spear skewers a character and it can <laughs> actually them. skewer like two or three. And it, you have like a, a, sh- a shish kebab of, of three heroes stuck to a wall or something like that. That'll be awesome. It's like if Ryan could pin more than one. Sounds like that, but it's obviously oh, a projectile, man. and you'll have to like time it properly. Mm. It sounds could like you imagine as if Ryan could do that, <sighs> it'd be hammered down, and you, I would just stack them up, and off the map I go, I think, and it'd be worth. I think it. they did that in one of the creator cups or something like that. I know I saw well, it online where there was a. It might have just been a workshop mode, but yeah. I'm not sure how how it's going to play. Is it over tune, under tune? I do know for certain that it sounds way more fun than her kit is right now, so I'm all for it. Well, and like the the fact that she no longer has the protective barrier, it doesn't mean that she can't. She'll have an ability in her kit now where she can spin the spear around, and it uh, apparently destroys projectiles in front of her and gives her additional movement speed and pushes the enemy back. So, you know, it, it's like a big deflection. Yeah, kind of like the big defect. So everyone line up behind the cow, and she trots along, um, but not like a shield where it's static. And then, yeah, the the alt, the new alt, which you were talking about, the the lance that uh, brings everyone towards her. It reduces the damage that uh, she is uh, that that's taken by her. She's immune to crown control uh, effects, and, and the longer the ability itself channels, the more damage will be dealt. So, could you imagine? that happening like in her current kit when she throws the halt the halt's often used to sort of double up another ability this alt i mean is like halt on steroids yeah i think it in my mind like you try and picture it with other combo alts if you time like a death blossom with this or something I mean, it's it's in a lot of ways kind of equivalent to a gravity well, right? Being timed with a death blossom or with uh, um, uh, Cassidy's uh, uh, dead eye, right? It's it's yeah. very much that pulls. Sounds like it is devastating and just pulls everyone it, 
in a different manner than than the uh, uh, gravity well, right? Because gravity well is obviously a single point on the map kind of thing, which has a radius. With like five meters around, and that's whereas it. this one is right. like seemingly long, I guess. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, maybe it. Yeah, I, I don't know. It definitely does sound interesting. Sounds like it makes her a lot more active um, and a lot more engaging. I didn't see anything about her her little pew pew gun. Does she retain that? I'm guessing oh, yeah. because I didn't see anything about that. That's still her primary fire. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like it, I don't know. I guess it just seems like, like there's not even a mention of that. So I'm like, it seems yeah. like it was always useless and maybe it just re- remains useless. But <laughs> yeah, you still need something for mouse one, right? I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, more pew pew. Yeah. Although she probably can't pew pew while she's doing her spear spin yeah. or spear I mean, throw or what have one, you. One hand is the gun and the other hand you're twirling your spear. So, you know, and then you're throwing. Yeah, but and... if, if you if you can break up projectiles coming at you, you're well, probably also breaking up your pew pews. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Uh, the other sort of news that's come out, uh, they've found that uh, some of their off tanks are a little uh, overpowered right now um which isn't bad um it's just showing how they're adding utility to the entire tank role which i think you know is is ultimately good you'll have different sort of play styles based on the tank character um dps seem to be in a good spot except Soyern, who apparently can delete people at will mm-hmm. and then uh, supports are feeling a little bit uh, underpowered and that actually makes sense because i mean if you consider in sort of the current game support generally have a tank that just you know keeps them company um you know in in the different sort of uh, meta that exists and their role is to keep the tanks alive right now that tank the support don't necessarily keep the tank alive the support have to figure out how they stay alive and so i think that's where if there is a risk with how the game is being built out is that does the support player now need to be more of the, you know, quote unquote battle mercy than, you know, or the battle Moira than what we're accustomed to in their current context. It's, it's interesting for sure, because you're right. It's, I can't even imagine how much tuning and tweaking has to go into all of this. And I think you're also seeing a bit of a sort of conflict of, I don't know, almost design philosophies where if you look at a lot of these characters that were designed and built with the launch of the game, they are far less complex than characters we got later on, but now we're moving into overwatch too. So it's just continuing down that path. Right. I mean, uh, it's seems a lot like, like sojourn is kind of like a better soldier. Um, which is like, will anyone pick soldier again? I mean, maybe the tactical visor makes up for that, but I don't really see that because apparently Soldier's ult is also pretty good and she has more mobility and she can delete 200 HP targets with the click of a button. So it's just kind of like, you know, why would you go for some of those characters? And then you have a character like Mercy who, uh, you know, her pistol was never a really great means of defense. She was a more primary healer. And if she doesn't have the survivability of some of these uh, other characters who have more of a passive heal, like a Lucio or something like that, um, then why would we see her get played really? Right. Well, and the reason I sort of talk about mercy being the battle mercy is that, I mean, in her current state, she can't mm-hmm. be like 
she, she there's no survivability. Another uh, support hero, like in she's the forest uh, Anna. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. But like Anna, for instance, Anna has zero mobility. Her rate of fire is low. Yeah, she can. If she gets three on you, you're you're done. But the mobility is an mm-hmm. issue, and and so how does that you know change? Like you know, does Anna now have the ability to you know sleep in a you know quicker fashion? But then there's the risk you you give her the ability to throw multiple sleeps, and what's an Anna doing from across the map? You know, sleep. Yeah, sleep. <laughs> Like there's, I don't know how you solve that. I think I I use Anna as the mobility issue because if, if support no longer have the tank to keep them safe, the only thing I can think you can do is give them the escape. Mm -hmm. Right. And look at Baptiste. He has everything. Just give out your, your toys, man is a completely broken character in my eyes. Anyways. And that totally comes back to the design design philosophy again. Right. They threw so much on Baptiste. Like for a long time, I didn't like that because it was just a lot to wrap your head around. Same reason I don't like Sigma because he has no sending the shield and calling the shield and throwing your rock and absorbing damage. For some reason, it was just hard for me to wrap my, my head around. So I, I I still don't like Sigma. Um, But on the other side of it, BAP, I've kind of come around to because he actually has a ton of utility, but you're right. Like just comparatively, it's, it's way different. Yeah, they, they, can, yeah, I mean, I was gonna say BAP is actually a great example because in like the new environment, what does BAP have? BAP has the ability to provide you the support that you need. Mm-hmm. Sure, that it's AOE, it's gonna reward those with better accuracy, but in the pro level, that doesn't matter. Uh, if he has an immediate threat, he can self heal, he can try to escape, and very least just drop his mm-hmm. disc, right? Like, there are, there are three things he can do yeah. in the event that he needs help. What can Anna? It do? can even even his old. He can. We saw in, in the league when you take it, like when you give it to a powerful player like Shu, yeah. you can demolish yeah. an entire team with yeah. your old as, as a support. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I mean, yeah, just going down the list. Like Moira has some mobility. She has yeah. a backout plan. Plus, she can quickly heal herself and put out some yeah. decent heal and put out some decent damage. Um, she's in an okay spot. Yeah, and I mean, she's you know pretty widely regarded as a relatively boring hero to play as, but even still, her ult, you know, blasts yeah, through you, people. So you also, I like having such characters where you also have like a, a, a low floor where a lot of people yeah. can just pick up, which is fine. With Baptiste, though, it's a little problematic. It feels like he he was born to to play to be better at Overwatch too, but. He can be good at any situation. That's maybe what the issue with him. Mm-hmm. And, and there are two ways with which you can address it. Obviously, the more more complex way is trying to rethink those kits. And I think they will for a lot of heroes in Overwatch 2, like they did with Sombra or Orisa. But at the end of the day, a lot of the balances that we're getting and, and the best, easiest approach is just to go into that form and and or the spreadsheet or whatever they're using and just <laughs> adjust those numbers. Yeah. You know, what what kind of damage per bullet are we getting what kind of how much hp do we have on what's the timer of of the the disc mm-hmm. stuff like that that you can really mess around with and find that perfect balance and then that takes a while and hopefully like yeah. the data now that uh players provide will will assist them with i i saw some posts of people being concerned about like uh them commenting about being surprised about how suddenly main supports are are easy pickings and like dude <laughs> This <laughs> us us in gold and in in plat and bronze could have told you that before. It's it's not that surprising. 
Yeah, well, the, maybe not the, bronze, but <laughs> well, <laughs> but no, I mean, like, I, I you're right. I think because, like, for me, a simple solution with a player like Anna is you give her you give her some form of mobility, uh, like the escape. Like Moira has an escape. What is Moira going to do when she's in trouble? Even more so now, fade and jump, and she's flying. Or, I forgot about the you. jump. Yeah, or or <laughs> right? do some other thing like make her. Make her uh, nade a b- bit more lethal when when yeah. you know you're splashing it on you or like poisoning yeah, your yeah, opponent yeah. and stuff like that. Who yeah. knows? Up the healing on yourself. No, and that's actually, but yeah, like it's it's the do I want to get in close? I think you know, make um, it a risk. Someone, right? Yeah, I think it was an Arcow or it might have been in, in uh, Overwatch, but the uh, someone had said, why not make Anna kind of like Yoda? <laughs> and the context here is that in sort of the prequel star wars i think it was in the episode three was it episode three episode two yoda gets into a fight and he goes like mighty morphin power yes. yoda for a short period <laughs> yeah, of time Dooku. He's like, <laughs> yeah why not why not oh that would so that would have been episode two then um right because dooku i don't remember honestly i know i know uh, anyhow, what the scene you're talking about yes you, the, is that you have this sort of older you know, seasoned character with great wisdom and great power who has the ability to push a button for a short period of time. You know, I don't know what that would look like, but again, I'm okay with, with the creativity that they might be doing. Um, But I think Omni, you you hit it like where they're saying, Oh, we're surprised with this shock or this feedback or, Oh, look, we introduced a new hero. And they're like, Oh my goodness, she's over tune. Have they ever introduced a new hero who isn't like, like, like echo Mm -hmm. the last hero to enter the game. Is suddenly She's, like a yeah, must pick. Very strong. Can do everything as quick as possible. Why? Why do you play far now? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Or like when Bat came in the game, you suddenly had people or who would Zen maybe... is pathetic in terms of survivability, even worse than Anna is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, yeah. You're more of a Zen player. I'm more of an Anna player, mm-hmm. so I don't think about Zen. But like Bat comes into the game, and it's like, why would you not pick Bat? He can heal. You just have to throw splashes in the general vicinity, and that's good enough. And he can output damage at the same freaking time. You can just click on all the buttons you have, and you're helping the team. It doesn't matter. I'll exactly. Bash your head on the keyboard. <laughs> I, I remember when when that oh my goodness. came out. I vividly remember watching a Jonex stream, and he just first time he plays, he just dominates. Well, of course it's Jonex, but he but he was even no, shocked, but he's like holding how, down. Yeah, with how much stuff he can do, and like. I mean, oh. on, on your Yoda comparison, I went original trilogy and I was thinking like what he can hop in someone's back and they can take him out of the fight or something <laughs> like that. You know, hops on the back of soldier and soldier sprints. That's, so that's what happens. Oh, like Fulton Anna, one of Anna's kids nice. is, a, is a Winston that drops that down. Like one of, I don't know, maybe a new character. One of Winston's friends comes from the moon <laughs> and jumps out. She's a sniper. Maybe a Fulton recovery or something like that. If you, oh, you know, the balloon that takes you up. Gear solid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'll be or, nice. You nice. can access higher ground as well that oh could she not have like a portion of farah's kit like i mean (laughs) she just throws her cape on the ground she's got her rockets on her back the whole time just takes off (laughs) surprise i've been hiding this the whole time Uh, that's why people love this podcast um do they the last thing that's (laughs) yeah they totally do uh the last thing i wanted to touch on uh is the the ping system oh yeah if you played a first person shooter you expect a ping system that allows you to communicate in a way that is tactical in nature, not simply uh, 
going in in three, two, one catchphrase <laughs> that is being introduced into the game. Uh, you'll have the ability to use it in a tactical sense as to mm-hmm. positional play. You'll be able to tag enemy players and highlight them to your, your, your team. Um, when the player loses your line of sight, they'll last known location will be present. Um, I think it's, it's an intelligent addition. I'm actually kind of surprised that maybe something like that didn't get introduced in overwatch one because mm-hmm. it's not new. Like if you've played call of duty, right. I mean, call of duty has had something like this forever battlefield. I know it's not, yeah. I think apex introduced company. It. Yeah. I think apex was kind of the first well, one that mm-hmm, really popular Well, to the ex- Yeah. To the extent that it is, but like you think about rudimentary for sure pinging right that, that had existed um yeah no apex did revolutionize it and then i was actually i've been watching a lot more fortnite because they introduced no build uh-huh. mode and like the ping system in fortnite is like nuts. yeah wait omni and i talked about this last episode just they they hadn't released this update it was funny because we talked about it and theorized a lot of this and then whatever it was two days later uh maybe it was like a week but they dropped. Yeah, they listened to our article. podcast. Yeah, and implemented all of our recommendations. It pretty much all of your As I recommendations. Told you, everyone listens. I, so yeah, I should uh, formalize this Fulton plan for for Anna. That'll be cool. <laughs> They're listening. You can shoot the balloon down as well, right? right? Oh, that'd be cool. Good, I- good idea. I like good this. <laughs> so, so the balloon is actually what Anna has on her back, and so when she flips the cake, hits a button, the balloon yeah. takes her out. Exactly. You, can shoot the balloon you have like Anna very limited control of it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and it like the starts can, off kind of slow, it down. and it kind of like floats you up, and then it's like, and it zips you out of there. Right, and then the enemy can uh, shoot it down. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, yeah. Obviously. or even Anna herself if she wants to, you know, get out of. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll just give her a new ability, and she can actually Fulton anything. So, like, you know, oh, like an enemy map or like an enemy, she could oh, Fulton crap. it, and you they just start him? taken you away. You sleep him, and boom, he mm-hmm. just goes out. Oh, and then my. you get fall damage when you you know drop from the sky. <laughs> Okay, fall damage was originally remember, going yeah. to be a thing in Overwatch mm-hmm. until in early uh, iteration, people were jumping and dying, and it's like that's well, look at their maybe map, not right? fall damage, but but like instant KO, right? But it's slow, and you get to uh, you know save your teammate by shooting the balloon down. Yeah. It's slower when you. Mm. Okay, so yeah, you think about it, right? Like in a Sigma alt, you yeah. just need to, to interrupt that and then you're safe. You can fall True, down exactly. because no matter how high you are, he no longer slams you to yep. the ground and you, you have feathers on your feet or That's something. That's a good point. That's a good point. I think I'll post yeah. it on, on the Reddit. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There um, you go. Coming back to this ping system, sorry, because I know you're about to the end of the show. I was just going to say, they have some images on the, the article that they posted there. And it shows an example of a player uh, pinging a Reaper. And I actually really like the implementation they have here because it kind of shows a little Reaper icon. And it talks about how then if they go out of line of sight, that icon will shortly disappear. or It'll show the most recent known location of that that character. But I really like this because, you know, I haven't played Apex for a long time. When they first did it, it was very rudimentary where you would ping someone and maybe your character would say, you know, there's a bloodhound over there or whatever the character's yeah. name is. But it was just like a red ping on the screen. And I really like this. This actually strikes me a lot more as sort of flavors of World of Warcraft, where you could mark players on your in your party or enemies or anything like that with a special icon. So everyone knew who that player or enemy or target was. 
So I really like that. There's the rudimentary system. Throw a skull exactly, on right? main yeah. tank, right? But I kind of see flavors of, you know, all of that. And it's, it's nice to see. I think this this is exactly like we say what what Omni described last episode when I hadn't really I hadn't really considered it beyond how sort of I've seen it in Apex, right? So, and I'm looking forward to hearing uh, you know the characters, you know the the, the the different characters come through how they you know shout out an enemy or or where they are, and that would be cool to implement. Mm-hmm. I'm sure like it would be well, and, unique to each. I mean, those hero. voice lines exist within the AI in the current state of the game. Like how often will the moment you see a sniper, one of the characters on your team will call Mm -hmm. it out. And it's a great call out. It's it's Hmm. very good, but now it'll be even more, uh, you know, engaging and you actually, you have a lot more control. Yeah. And, and you don't have to be in voice all the time. And yeah. What you, you join voice. Sometimes when I want to, you know, to uh, uh, learn about your mom and what she's been up to. (laughs) No, no, no. We, oh, we, we made such a, a good lot. point about toxicity in this episode. <laughs> I think the last time I was in, in voice was one of the last times I played uh, competitive. And I had someone telling me what they were doing with my mom. And I'm like, okay, well, let her know that I won't be able to go to Costco for her this weekend. But I'll try to get stuff for her next weekend. Silence. <laughs> it's amazing how not providing them the desired reaction really throws people off. But uh Yes, it is it is about time we wrap things up. Um, this short show is only coming in at about an hour and a half, which is amazing. Uh, looking ahead at the calendar, uh, we will be back in two weeks' time, but then you will have us back weekly going on beyond uh, as the season is fast ahead. This also means that the RSP power rankings powered by science uh, I mean, again, our power rankings are the only ones powered by science. No one uses science, just us. We'll have to have a, a super episode for that. It'll be like four hours long. Maybe we'll release it in two parts. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, we are getting close to the season. I'm, I was actually thinking about this. Like, am I hyped for the season? No, that's not to suggest I'm not interested. I'm not intrigued. I think the hype will, will start to build the moment I get to watch gameplay yes uh, right that's what i think that's what i need i know we're going to get more information it is a shame that we're still you know a month away and in the dark about so many things like we have no idea who's going to be casting matches we have no idea about um the actual experience that we're going to to see we don't know anything about the game really outside of what little we've we've heard that they'll be playing so those questions are sort of tempering my hype and maybe my expectations to some respect but uh yeah uh as we are at the end of the show uh, obviously i do encourage you uh to uh continue the conversation at rsp discord it's discord.io slash ready set pwn you can follow us as all the socials uh, at ready set pwn except for tiktok because jordan doesn't set up an account there yet um but yeah what final uh words of wisdom do you have for uh, everyone this week guys uh, insert Will Smith slap reference here. Dang. You don't understand how, I mean, coincidental the timing was. Like, I saw I, your It piece. was just my, uh, <laughs> I like, I, I, I was watching stuff on Netflix and the show had just ended and I'm like, okay, well, the Oscars are on. And I, like, I kid you not, I turned on the channel <laughs> and Will Smith is going up smacking. <laughs> no context Rock, so. at all. 
and I and I'm like, oh, what's going this on? Part of like the at show? first, I thought it, but then the audio cuts out, yeah. and I'm like, what? That's because the audio shouldn't be cutting out. So I'm on Twitter, and I'm like, what's going on? And yeah, I mean, yeah. I now know. I mean, people filled me in and ah. seen it. That was guys an idiot. Surreal. Like, I, I I don't get it. Why? Yeah. So. Well, as as many people have pointed out, uh, it's a good thing that he went up and slapped Chris Rock as opposed to The Rock. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, Jordan? Um, just in keeping with the theme of the episode, I looked up some Doomfist voice lines to say here. And man, do they really apply to the, the Will Smith meme quite quite swimmingly. <laughs> We've like and Come any of these here. could fit Will Smith walking up on stage. And they say, and they say, and they say. I've, I've got you know. I haven't even broken a sweat. Stay down. Um, rethinking your life decisions. Uh, we've got. Don't cross me. You don't want to get in the way of this. Hot cocoa. <laughs> Not yep. that one, probably. <laughs> so, anyways, take your take your pick. That's that's my advice this week. Um. So actually. I, I learned some stuff while I was away. I've been listening to a whole lot of music and, and gaming music has always been an interest of mine. Uh, in fact, I posted an article that talked about uh, the music of destiny. Um, and, uh, you know, I've been listening to music of the Sephiroth and what have you, but uh, the mortal Kombat theme, right? I mean, it's, it's iconic. You hear it and you know what it is. Yeah. Um, but I didn't realize Here this. It um, it's actually, it's actually an, Old, based on an old sort of um, uh, like Nordic theme. Um, in fact, um, uh, it was from Finland. Uh, it's just a Finnish hymn. Really? I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was, re- I was ready to leave the podcast when you hit that punchline, but that was good. I like Finish that. him. <laughs> uh, so we will now know... <laughs> When people get to this point, if the if the fact that hey man, it's a different show when Light Force isn't there, and then they realize, but this is what we have to put up with. Put up with, it's right. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Finish him. It's just to finish him. Oh gosh, that was one of your better ones. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I mean, still looking for word. Um, so yeah, here we are at the end of a long show. Uh, a lot to talk about. We'll probably have even more to talk about in two weeks' time because, as we have seen, things they're gonna they're gonna release more stuff on Friday. That's actually the cadence. We have a show, and on Friday news mm-hmm. comes out. Um, I liked it better when they released it on Tuesdays for was it a month? That was nice of them. Yeah, but uh, yeah, um, as always, like, follow, subscribe, leave us reviews. Five stars podcast sucks. That's okay. And uh, again, apologies to Avril that uh, we're still using Pwn in 2022. <laughs> but on behalf of Omni and Omni Strife, Jordan <clears throat> and Sir Dr. JM, the host of the One Man Watchpoint, and myself, Chris, at Lightforce, signing off this episode with Catchphrase. Thank you.